It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G Cobb and Micah Warren. What's happening, everybody? This is G Cobb in the house. I'm Michael Warren. I am joined by the man G Cobb. All right, G, how you doing? Uh, doing great, doing great. I'm on the way over here to the uh, to the Sixers and Lakers game. It's it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, we're also joined by uh, again by Jason Ashworth. Jason, how's it going, buddy? It's good. It's Friday, is it not? So life life is good on a Friday. Life is good on a Friday, even if you're going to a Sixers game. Um, <laughs> well, you got to find the positives, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that should be a close one, G. I, you might have some t- a tough time getting in and out of the, you know, the traffic might be pretty bad. Um, <laughs> well, but, you know, they're going to be, uh, I know that there'll be a lot of people here, of course, but, uh, you know, the Sixers, I bet you they'll go out and they'll fight and claw and try to make it a close game because, you know, they're a losing team, see, and, and they won't do it every night, but they'll find one or two nights to come out and give an honest day's work which really just exposes how they steal every night, you know. I mean, and they, they need to, you know, I need to go down there and personally fire Eddie Jordan. Yeah, you might want to get on that. I mean, well, you know, G, and, and I read what you wrote today on gcop.com. You can't even really blame Eddie Jordan when you consider he was a mismatch for this roster to begin with. This now, is a I team that... the, the roster's a joke, uh, and it's really not Eddie Jordan. It's really more Ed Stefanski. But, you know, you've got to be willing to to uh, really push yourself defensively. And every coach in the league that's worth the salt knows that that's what you got to do if you ever want to really win anything. So Yeah, and that's not what he's got. He's got them running this Princeton movement, pass, and shoot. They don't have anybody on that team that can shoot. Did you see that Jason Capono's 0 for 2010 so far? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, to think that they could play this type of offense and really – you know, I know it's not time to be patting Gilbert Arenas on the back. But <laughs> he, he did call it right when he said, you know what, they don't have the personnel to, to play that offense. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> he's, he's exactly right. This roster is built to defend and run. They're, you know, you talked about coming out giving an effort. They're kind of built to give effort because they're, they're a very athletic team. If they defend, you know, rebound and run, they can, they can wear you out by the end of the game. Yeah, you know, and the thing they should be doing, they should be playing, you know, hard defensively. Uh, they should be, you know, uh, that should be their uh, their mantra is to is to play hard defensively and, and uh, force turnovers, hit the boards, and then get out and run with people. Rather than that, they're going to try to play a half court game. They can't shoot. They can't. They don't have a point guard. <laughs> so it's a joke. It, it's bad. Jay, would you uh, would you keep Eddie Jordan at least through the year? Or would you get rid of him now? Uh, well, I mean, if you ask me, no, I, I wouldn't have signed. I wouldn't have brought him on as a head coach in the first place. Well, uh, so I, I have no problem. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. I have no problem uh, cutting ties with him now. The team, you need to, you need to at some point just cut ties, drop ship, and, uh, and go ahead and start over new. I know it's hard with the salaries that are in place there. You obviously have to make a lot of moves. I know there's some rumblings of moving Iguodala, which I have no problem with. If you can move Sammy and his, and his contract, by all means. But the team, it, there are no pieces. That, I mean, well, I don't want to say there are no pieces. There are a few pieces that, like, I like, I like that young. 
Um, I, I do like what Drew Holiday uh, might be able to bring. But in, in terms of Iguodala, he's an athlete. you got to move him. In terms of Elton Brand, I'm not sold on him. I, I know he has good days, but you got to move him. I mean, start fresh, and I, I don't think they're in any position to do that, to be honest with you. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I would uh, I would start trying to move guys, too. And I would keep Eddie on board. I'd pat him on the back and everything. And during the time the season's over, i tell Eddie, here's an apple and a road map. Man, get out of here. <laughs> I don't keep him, though. I don't keep him. And, and I understand that you can't blame him, but I don't keep him just because I don't think his philosophy works. I mean, I know, I know it's great to say, hey, let's bring the Princeton offense. Uh, let's see, but the Princeton, you don't run the Princeton offense. The NBA, yeah. in my opinion... Doesn't work. The Princeton offense doesn't work. Just, just because I know the team is not going to do anything, and, and I would, I just wouldn't even bother. But, but he, he does not belong with that team and everything. Uh, and he is, uh, he's stealing money, and uh, his good buddy Eddie is helping him steal money. Sure. Well, that's the sure. next question, though. You, now you have you have a bunch of bloated contracts. You have a bunch of guys. I mean, Elton Brand fits with that team about as well as Eddie Jordan does. Uh, is Ed Stefanski the right guy to even make the call on how to clean this mess up? It's it's not all his mess, but it's yeah. some but of it. He's got to do himself any favors. He didn't no. do himself any favors. I mean, when you look when you look at the contracts that they were in before Stefanski, he came right in, and I mean, his big move was go ahead and get Elton Brand. So all he did was just compound the problem that was already there. They certainly didn't help himself out. Yeah, yeah, you have. I mean, you look at between a guy like Iverson, Elton Brand, Eddie Jordan. I mean, if you could put a, more people into one room that don't fit one another at all, they they have no stru- There's no structure. There's no philosophy. Their best bet, and they won some games last year doing this. I remember they beat the Spurs doing this. They beat some good teams defending and running because they're yeah. young and athletic. And no, you can't really run with them for a full game. They will outwork you. That's the way they they should be playing. Is Playing defense and running, and I, I think, like, you know, you take a guy like that, he's young. He needs to develop, of course, his half-court game. But right now, he can do that, which is he can, he can play defense, he can get out, fill the uh, wings, and get out there and run. And that's what they should be doing right now because that's really all they're capable of doing is playing that style of ball. But in truth, they've got to tear this thing down and rebuild it. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Gene. I think that left that up and that up and down style uh, basketball left with Andre Miller uh, personally. And then when you look right, at the decision right. that was made, I mean, you you went with Elton Brand when, and I'm not saying it was a sure thing. Uh, I know, I mean, obviously, it was your decision between Elton Brand and Josh Smith. You look at now, well, how nice would Josh Smith would have would have looked in a Sixers uniform? And, I, and that's not to say, yeah, we definitely would have. The Sixers definitely would have brought in Josh Smith. But when you again, the hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, I could picture a completely different Sixer team if Josh Smith was in a Sixer uniform. Yeah, and one of the, I think there's a big decision. One of these two guys have to go. Is I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, you know, you know what? I'm tired of talking about the Sixers, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, they, they just got to start all over. I agree. They do, agree. but you, you do have a couple guys. You, you do keep a Drew Holiday, or yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some guys that is young, Drew Holiday, and everything. But but they they, they still, you know, they got to virtually start all over. They can't keep which Biggie is not that. easy to do in the NBA, which is that's a, probably the hardest sport to start over in because there's contracts that you have to. I mean, it, it, it's not something you can just say, okay, start over. I mean, you have to find yeah. trade partners. I mean, there's so many different salary cap issues. Uh, they they totally found themselves in a pickle. They got guys to trade, and they need to trade them. They need to trade Iguodala, try to get uh, somebody with a 
uh, a, 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 a contract that is, is getting terminated, you know, somebody with some big dollars. There are some guys Tracy there. McGrady. Maybe somebody has used them for the playoffs or something, something like that. Tracy McGrady. If, yeah. I'll tell you what, if not, they're just good enough to never get better. You know, they're they, just they are. They're in purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Iggy has to go if Thaddeus Young is ever going to be anything. They have to make the decision that if they want to keep and groom Thaddeus, he's not a four. And he's not a four. He's a three. Iggy can't play the two because he can't shoot a jumper. Yeah. So as long as Iguodala's here, you're never going to get the most out of Thaddeus. They have to make that decision. What, you know, what's more important? they got to do it uh, whether they want to admit it or not. You know, uh, they, they've got two guys there, and one really – uh, I don't see the big upside in Iguodala. You no. know, he, he's just not he's not a great player. Uh he he's he'd be a good player but you know, you know, on an outstanding team, you know, a guy like that you can find a place for him, but he's he's not he's not a good player, you know, I mean, he's not a great player, so he's an he's athlete. A highlight he's, guy. A, he's an athlete, not not a uh, like you said, he he's not a great player, not a centerpiece. Um yeah. but that, I mean, he's definitely a good athlete who can uh, benefit by being surrounded by more athletes on a better team, but to, to run an offense through him just isn't going to work. He doesn't have the skill set for that. No, no he's nope. he's a phenomenal athlete. That's why he's in the NBA, earning the money yeah. he's getting because because he's an athlete, not because he's a basketball player. He's not really. Oh, he's not a basketball player. Oh, I agree. You know, that's not that's not really he's think he, he's such an amazing athlete that he's able to get away with it. Huh? You know, and and he is fun to watch, and then you know when he's running and everything, and wow. That's all great. That doesn't win anything. And you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody to, to disagree with you. <laughs> That's just the facts of it. I don't know anybody that, that would argue uh, otherwise with him. Well, we're heading to break in a minute, but I want to know, if, you, if you're another team, what kind of team wants Iguodala? What, I can't even think of what his ideal role would be. You know, maybe some energy off the bench. How many minutes? I mean, what, what's ideally how many minutes do you give him? And how do you justify well, see, the amount of people? The thing about Iguodala, and this is the major problem is, he should be a defensive shutdown guy uh, who can, you know, who who is capable of scoring offensively. But defense should be one of his strong suits. The guy's a great athlete. Why isn't he a great, great defensive player? Uh, I think he should be the guy that's pressed into that because he just doesn't have the shooting ability and he doesn't have the handle to where he can be a great two guard or you know a great three. You know. Yeah, he he just doesn't have that. And and again, I'm kind of hard pressed. I guess. Some kind of a defensive specialist, like a bigger Bruce Bowen that can't shoot. <laughs> that sounds like I'm just trying to think what type of team, you know, what what role would they have for him? Uh, you know, what's he really bringing? He, he's such well, a. I don't think I don't think that team's out there. I think it's hard to think about it because uh, that position really isn't out there, especially now with the contract that he's getting. There is no there is no team out there that can afford his salary to be an energy guy off the bench. Um, yeah, you know, and, and that's the that's the conundrum that we're facing right now. That's why that that contract is so awful. Look, I promise everybody. Look, we're going to we got to go to break. Uh, but I promise you, we're done with the Sixers talk for now. <laughs> we got that out of the way. We're gonna come back on the other side. This is G-Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back. No questions asked. Let's face it, the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes. The team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful. The fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be. But how do you make them faster? After all, like many coaches, maybe you were told that you can't teach speed, that an athlete is either born with it or they're not. Right? Wrong. Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport. Speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877-510-FAST. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co host Micah Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to Gary Cobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, back here on G Cobb in the house. Uh, I'm Michael Warren, along with G. Cobb and Jason Ashworth. And uh, I, I did kind of promise we'd stop with the Sixers talk. It, it actually spilled into the break, too. But I, I think we're done with that because I only have so much Pepto-Bismol to actually get through those discussions. <laughs> the bottle was getting low, and I don't, I don't want to put myself in that situation. Um, but something big happened today. I don't think anyone's shocked. Uh, obviously, Kurt Warner retired today. He was 12 years in the league. Uh, everyone knows the story, how he got... He got in and everything. Obviously, had a had a very good career, um, and now he's gone. And, and there's a couple things that come up now because he's going to retire. So there's going to be the talk of, oh, now there's the Donovan to Arizona angle. They might trade for him. And the, can Matt Leinart do it? This is Matt Leinart's show right now. Do either of you guys think they really have an intent? Are they really going to go into the season with Matt Leinart? Do you think they have any intention of doing that? I, I doubt it. You know, I, I don't think that they would do that because he's been looking worse. You know, he he, he, uh, he looks like he's regressed as a player. 
uh, you know, I know that they probably would like to, but I, I think that they uh, have a sense of urgency because of what they've done in the playoffs the last couple of years <clears throat> that they kind of go into it feeling like, hey, they could win the whole thing. So I think that they feel like they have that kind of personnel. Uh, you know that uh, their receivers would put pressure on them to make sure that they got, got uh, somebody there that can get the ball to them. So I think that there will be some pressure on those uh, on them to uh, to make some type of move. Yeah, gee, I, I I agree with you 100. percent I don't think uh, I don't think the coaching staff has the faith in Liner. I don't think the team has faith in Liner. Um, and you look at a couple different scenarios. If they are going to uh, make that move, if they are going to make a run uh, to try and get a Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl title, they're going to have to do it now. Obviously, there's a situation coming up at the end of next year with Bolden. And from what I'm and from what I'm understanding, uh, there's some. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but I'm just catching on the little wins where they might try and turn their focus to uh, the running game to kind of help line it out. But that seems like an awful waste of talent at the wideout position for me to say, "Oh, okay, we're going to transition our game to uh, uh, to the running game." I mean, they need to get a quarterback in there that, that's prolific and can throw that ball around to those two wide receivers because that's what makes Arizona special, not the running game. Because they in general, because they can't run it. I mean, if they've gotten a little better, you know, there's a little more room to run. But for a while, they threw it so much because they couldn't run. You know, well, you said, well, that's exactly why they went out and got Beanie, though, and I think Beanie has shown that he can be the feature back, I mean, as long as he can stay healthy. But you've seen spurts of Beanie uh, and the way he runs that you haven't seen in Arizona in a while. But, again, that's, that's a lot of money to have wrapped up in your wideouts, and that's a lot of weapons uh, to be rendered useless if you're going to uh, focus on the running game. And they could move Bolden this offseason, too. There's talk of that. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, I don't know that it, it wastes the wide receivers. To me, it's just setting them up to put them in a better position to be even better, even if the numbers aren't as good. Are you gone. serious? Are you what? serious? Tomorrow, you well, you can run the ball. Bolden, you have you a running game. Anquan Bolden and, and Larry Fitzgerald on the outside to run the ball 40 times a game. You don't run it on three downs. You don't run it until you have to punt. But if you can run the ball, gee, back me up on this. Yeah, you're crazy. If you can run the ball, could you imagine trying to stop Larry Fitzgerald when somebody's running on you and you can't stop it? Yeah, okay, I understood, think, but it's not Kurt to Warner. have a balanced attack, you know. It just depends on what type of numbers you're looking at. I mean, they were trying, if you, if you remember, really, um, uh, when they got to the playoffs, you know, they still did run the ball because look at Beanie Wells. Those guys uh, were running for uh, some good yarders. The thing about it is, uh, I think that they still want to lean on being a passing team. Uh, you know, I mean, how many running teams really are there in the league? So, you know, they're not really going to be a run-first team, but they want to be more balanced because what it does, it does open things up in the passing game, clearly. You know, and it, w- it would take pressure off whoever the quarterback is. Uh, they don't want to go in and be one-dimensional because they don't have to. If you're thinking pass-pass, they can run the ball on you, and I think that they've shown – uh, they've shown that when they uh, the way they they've gone out and they played. I mean, Beanie Wells is, a, is outstanding back, and Hightower is a good back too. Yeah, I agree. And what I was going to say to you is simply that yeah, it's one thing uh, to run the ball effectively and then be able to to be able to pass it effectively, but it's a lot different when you have Matt Lyon under center as compared well, to Kurt Warner under center. I mean, just give me that. Oh, I, I agree one hundred percent. I think you can run the ball all you want. I mean, you're still not going to get the respect uh, that you would get if Kurt Warner was the one passing the ball. No, of course not. And that's why I don't think they can go back in with lineup. But I want to read you guys something from 
because now everyone, of course, around here in Philly, they're going to start talking with the Donovan's going to get traded to Arizona, or at least that's one of his possible landing spots. I was reading off the, and you can put whatever stock into this you want, off the, the Cardinals' official team website. They have a guy, Darren Urban, who is essentially there, Dave Spadaro. You know, he's a reporter uh, that you know, writes for the team site or whatever. So he wrote, he writes, if Warner leaves, Matt Leiner is going to have first crack at starting quarterback. The Cardinals aren't going to try and trade for Donovan McNabb. They aren't going to give up draft picks for an older quarterback who is going to be looking for a new contract. Maybe McNabb, who has a house in Chandler, becomes more attractive if he hits the free agent market after next season. But that's assuming the Eagles let him leave. But there will be no trade, even if the Eagles decide to deal him. You think there's any truth to that, or it's posturing? I agree with him. Now, I'm not saying there's any truth to it, but I, I fundamentally agree with what he's saying. You know, I don't know that, A, uh, they would – I mean, they have to give the reins to Liner. It, it is his job to lose, you would have to assume. Uh, they, they don't, you don't groom a quarterback without the intent of giving him a shot. And I don't even think the Eagles would trade him to Arizona. And I think Arizona and Philadelphia would mutually understand that. I don't think – okay. He's going to the media a lot. No, he's going to the media a lot. Go ahead, Jay. No, I'm saying I think there's an understanding between the two teams. If you're the Eagles, yeah, you're not going to trade uh, your your franchise quarterback to a team that you're in most in all reality going to have to see in the playoffs. And if, you, if you're Arizona, uh, you don't necessarily yeah you want Donovan, but you don't you don't want to you don't want to give up what you've invested in your uh, in your quarterback and liner. Yeah, true. But what you don't bug me about that was you said they're not going to give up for an older quarterback. Donovan's 33. You had a 38-year-old back there. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's I mean, a good point. That's a good point. People are talking about Donovan. Oh, he's getting up there. He's 33. We've seen more so now than ever. Yeah. You know, and people say, well, his legs aren't going to be as good. He hasn't used his legs in years. <laughs> and he, he uses them occasionally, but he doesn't rely on them, you know, as, as, a, of a, as a form of moving the offense. If anything, he should use them a lot more. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's just a difference in, you look at Kurt Warner at 38, well, he's just a passing quarterback. He was a very accurate quarterback. He put, racked up yards after yards after yards through the air. Uh, Donovan has always been that frustrating quarterback. He's not very accurate. He's got a hell of an arm. We know that. I just don't know. I don't know. Put him in that offense, and personally, I'd be excited to see what he could do uh, with those types of weapons, but I don't think it'd be any more than Kurt Warner could do. I mean, if you if you tell Donovan to go out and sling it forty times, I don't think he puts up any more numbers than than Kurt puts up when Kurt goes out and throws a forty times a game. Matter of fact, no, I think Kurt's numbers I mean, would be better. I think that, uh, you know, I can't say he would do better than than Kurt, uh, but I do think that would put them in a position where they they got a great chance to make the playoffs and they got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And I, sure. I think that that's what um, their fans would want. And if uh, they might give Liner a, a chance, um, are you doing? Uh, can't park in here or what? <laughs> well, I, I understand what he's saying about giving Liner a chance. Here's my question, though. If they, if they don't make a move for Donovan, they might not. You know, what else is out there? And the thing is, if you, if you go into training camp with Liner and he's starting to stink up the joint, what options do you have at that point? Yeah, but at what point? At what, not, look, Liner's not going to go into training camp and stink up the joint. Because Liner Why? hasn't gone into 
because Liner hasn't gone into training camp the past four years and stunk up the joint. He's just gone about his business. And there's nothing you're going to be able to tell in training camp to say that he's stinking up the joint. And then you go, you let him play in the preseason. Well, at that point, you're not going to make your decision necessarily in the preseason. The Cardinals, in my opinion here, are going to give him the first couple weeks of the season. And that presents a problem to me because if you do go out and you do look at other quarterbacks, well, you're not going to bring any high-profile quarterback in there that's, that's going to agree to allow Matt Liner to lose the job. And I don't think Arizona is going to be willing to say, you know, put that hex on, on Liner and say, well, you better win it in training camp. So I just don't think there's a situation where I can see a high profile coming in there if they have that kind of confidence um, in Liner, which I don't think they do, but based on what they're saying, I mean, you'd have to think that they do. Well, you know, I will tell you this, that uh, you could be right, and, and we really don't know what they what they think, but I can tell you that uh, for for their guy, uh, Urban, to say, well, you know, they're not interested in McNabb, you know that could be nothing but uh, part of a negotiation. Sure. <laughs> so, Just like Joe Banner saying, what was it, uh, or Eskin saying, uh, 85% sure they're keeping Donovan. What's that? <laughs> that means he has 15% yeah. no idea what's going on. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, honestly, I think Arizona's in a bad spot. Yeah, I, I think they are because uh, I think, you know, and, and you made some good points about the fact that, you know, they do want to give Liner the shot. But if they get deep into the season, I don't think they believe in Liner because they couldn't possibly believe in him. They, they may hope, you know, but they, he hasn't done enough for them to say, we believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. because, yeah. So, so, you know, they're going in hoping. Uh, they know they've got the other pieces of a team that's already gone to the Super Bowl. Uh, so they've got some outstanding players, but uh, they're in a position where either they go out and get that quarterback, and you know it's going to piss Liner off, but really, what does Liner have really uh, to come back with real strong other than, well, I was drafted high, but look, I have <laughs> done crap, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> he has it. They may, have, they may have to look at, at a, a relatively high pick on a quarterback. Well, I, I, I think their options that. are limited. I, I really that. think their options are limited. And the team as a whole is so advanced, you end up with a situation like the Vikings have had in the past years. Yeah, a great team with a Tarvaris Jackson. Yeah, but if you waste a high draft pick, uh, look at it this way. If you waste a high draft pick, I don't want to say waste, but if you use a high draft pick on a quarterback, I mean, there's development that needs to go in there. And there's no way that this quarterback's going to come in and uh, just be able to perform at the level to get them to a Super Bowl. Now, okay, albeit... Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger leading to the AFC Championship. You got Mark Sanchez leading to the AFC Championship. But they led. I mean, they leaned on a running game, both of those guys, to get them where they did. There's no quarterback that's going to come in here and provide an aerial attack to get these guys to the Super Bowl. Your best bet with that direction is just stick with Liner rather than drafting a quarterback early. I know, but all these options are awful. Look, we got to take a break. We'll come back with more of this. Uh, but I'm telling you, the more we talked about this, the more I'm thinking. I, I just don't know what the Cardinals are going to be able to do uh, to pull something off. But we'll be right back. Uh, this is G-Cop in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. It's all about action. Touchdown! Scores. Taking a look at the NBA tonight. Highlights. He's broken loose. He's at the 30. And headlines. Big trade in the NFL this afternoon. When you are looking to talk sports, look no further than the Voice America Sports Network. We bring you some of the biggest names and all the sports news you can handle. Whether it's basketball. Off the glass. Football. Come on. Golf. Racing. Or the Olympics. We've got you covered. We'll even cover tailgating. Tune in to the Voice America Sports Network. It's all things sports. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. All right, everybody. We're back here on G-Cobb in the house. Uh, I'm Michael Warren. I'm with Jason Ashworth. Uh, G-Cobb is down at the Sixers-Lakers game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to head in. All right, we're good. You know. I might Go be check out some high-end basketball down at the Sixers game. I'm a little, I'm a little jealous, G. It's not every day you get to go check out a Sixers squad. Yeah, yeah I'm going to get embarrassed in here. <laughs> Well, so we were talking before, obviously, about Kurt Warner. He's retiring. And, uh, you know, the more we talked about this, Jay, I know you're trying to remain positive here, but I'm trying to think of what the Cardinals' options really are to replace him. We talked about Liner. I don't, I don't care what you say. Liner's not, not really an attractive option. Nope. And, and you know what else? It's tough, too, because you talk about trading for McNabb. That can, not McNabb in particular, but when you do find a guy that you think is your franchise guy, that can be a disaster too. Look at the Bears with Cutler. Here they are thinking they solved. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
If you're a fantasy football lover, you need to take a few minutes to listen to this commercial. Even if you're a novice, this could be for you. Butts and Butts, along with former NFL linebacker Sean Barber, have revolutionized the way you'll play fantasy football. That's right. Suicide Fantasy Football is now available. Go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com for all the details. You'll get the hot tips on this new game and find out how to win $25,000. Suicide Fantasy Football is just like the game you know and love with a little twist. There's no draft. You select a lineup every week and just about every starter from an NFL team is available to you. The catch is you only use a player one time each season. Pick Brady to Moss for the first week. Save McNabb and Peterson for the stretch run. You're the GM of your own team and you make the call. Here's your chance to show everyone that you're the smartest fantasy football player week in and week out. There's no lucky draft picks. No waiver wire moves because you're in last place. It's simple. Go to www.suicidefantasyfootball.com and sign up for a league and show everyone who's boss. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready. think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. All right, we're back. I'm Michael Warren. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I'm with my buddy Jason Ashworth, and you know what, Jay? It's, whenever we talk Kurt Warner, there's always a good debate going. No matter what it is, somehow the two of us always get into it if Kurt Warner's involved. Um, and I actually did a little bit of research. I stepped, I stepped out of out of character, and I did a little research. I, did, I put a little thought into it, Jay. So I was, you know, we were talking before Kurt did Warner retires. You, you did research and put thought into it. I, I did. But see, that's a little, I know you're not used to that. You're not used to, used to me doing that. Um, but so we, we were talking about the Cardinals, and we, we both kind of agree that they're in a bad situation. They have a very good team, and Kurt Warner kind of leaves them with, I wouldn't say an unknown in the liner, because you do know, but what you know you don't like. So 
So it's not a good situation. So I'm, I'm thinking, well, what are their options? We talked about, obviously, if they, if they wanted to make a move for McNabb. And I'll tell you what, you know, scroll, you know, scribbling some names down and looking through, that is by far their best option. But because they have such a pretty good, solid team in place, you can get away with, uh, you mentioned a B-level quarterback. I really think you can get away with that. If you can run the ball, because think about when, when, when Kurt Warner took him to the uh, Super Bowl last year. Some of the plays, he was just throwing the ball up into double coverage. Larry Fitzgerald is so good, he'll go get it. So, okay, well, then let me ask you this question, then. You, said, you say that, and in, in the grand scheme of things, I think this all, turn, this all boils down to what you determine, your A-level quarterback, your B-level quarterback, and I guess at the end of the day, your C-level quarterback. I think we're pretty much in agreement that there are no D-level quarterbacks in the league. In, in, in my opinion, your A-level quarterbacks are your franchise quarterbacks, your quarterbacks that you know – um, is built for the team, and there's only there's only a handful of them around the uh, around the league. But you know who they are: your Donovan McNabb's, uh, your Peyton Manning's, your Drew Brees, your Tom Brady. Yes, I put Donovan in that category because he is that franchise quarterback. He is, yeah, especially when you look at the Cardinal situation and the options they have. You immediately know identify Donovan as one of those guys that that's a rare talent. Yeah, exactly. So when I say a B level talent, I guess we need to decide. Uh, or this argument is based around who is Matt Leinert? Is he a C-level or is he a B-level? Because if a B-level quarterback can succeed with that high-powered offense and, as you say, just kind of throw the ball up and let Larry Fitzgerald uh, go and make a play, well, then I don't think that it's as bad as we may be thinking that it is in Arizona. I don't know yet what what he is. Is Matt Leinert C? Is he B? Does he have the ability to make plays on his own? Does he have the ability to stretch the field? Does he have the ability to make those throws across the field? And in all reality, that's because Kurt Warner's been on the field, and we haven't had to see that uh, from Matt Leinert. So, but we have, though. We've gotten a decent sampling. No, Enough? we haven't. Oh, come on, Jay. He's not that good. I'm not saying he's not that good. That's why he's not an A-level quarterback. Okay, what I'm saying is, is he a C or is he a B? Because a B-level quarterback will be able to have success in Arizona. Not saying he'll be able to win a championship, and you and I both know at the end of the day it's about winning championships. But if we're talking about can he succeed in that offense, is he a C-level or is he a B-level? That, to me, I'm not, I'm not ready to make that determination yet. And unfortunately, I don't know that the Cardinals are yet, which is why they're kind of playing this media game of, you know, they're not interested in McNabb but behind closed doors. Are they interested in McNabb? Yeah, I'm sure to say they aren't is to make it black and white. I mean, are they willing to pay the price and then sign him long-term? Well, that we don't know. But I, I put some other names together, and I want you to tell me what you think. Um, there's a, a guy that had a tremendous amount of success two years ago. Would you be interested, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, would you be interested in Kerry Collins? No. In Arizona? Yeah. He can throw. I mean, no, I think Kerry Collins is a good quarterback. I think Kerry Collins is uh, a fundamentally sound quarterback. But I, and, and of all people, I'm a Penn State guy. Uh, so I, you would think that I would be the one saying, you know, yeah, give Kerry Collins a shot. But I don't think that that's the type of offense that he he can succeed in. Uh, you just look at he went 0 and 6 with Tennessee. And all they needed was just a little change, a little system change, a little a person who could make some plays with their feet, bring in Vince Young, and I mean they damn near make the playoffs. Of course they didn't, but they were at least in the thick of things towards the end. 
I just think Kerry Collins has seen his better days. His games are his better games are behind him. And if Arizona wants to um, move forward, the last thing they can do is bring in a quarterback um, that that may that may push them backwards. Yeah, and I, here's why I disagree because I'm not looking at Kerry Collins as any kind of a savior. When I mention a guy like a Kerry Collins. I do think Liner's going to get the first crack at screwing up. It'll be his job to lose. Kerry Collins is a guy that's probably happy to have a job, and he might be a good insurance policy. He's someone that can probably step in at least, you know, keep the ship afloat. You know, if, if Liner goes down the tubes, as opposed to turning the you know the, the team over to O'Brien St. Pierre or a rookie they draft. No, I, I feel I, you have a headset on. You, you have a headset on, don't you? Why? I can hear it. Bring in Kerry Collins as an insurance policy fine, uh, but don't bring in Kerry Collins with the intention that uh, he's, go- he's going to make a legitimate battle in training camp and legitimately uh, square off with Liner as your starting quarterback. If you're going to bring in Liner, it needs to be clear that Liner, it's your job, uh, and, and you know, you're going to see him a quarter, a quarter of the way through the season uh, until it's officially lost by him. I, I don't think you bring in Kerry Collins to, to compete in training camp. Um, I, I just think that would be a silly move and more of a lateral move uh, for, for Arizona. You'd rather have Leinert than Kerry Collins? Yeah. Oh, yeah, hands down. As my starting quarterback right now with that offense, yes. You like Leinert, don't you? I, no, I don't like Leinert. I, I, I don't think – well, it's not that I don't like Leinert. It's that I don't, I don't know enough about Leinert. I'm not saying that Leinert is – you know, I thought he was overhyped coming out of USC. I thought he was good. You know, yeah, of course I thought he was good, but I, I wasn't – I wasn't sure on who he was. I mean, obviously the fact that they that Kurt Warner took the job from him so easily after how he was, um, you know, in his in his last two gigs uh, with, with the Giants, um, you know, then coming into Arizona, for him to take that job so easily, obviously didn't speak too well of Matt Liner. But it, you know, he's he's been groomed. It's his shot. It's his chance. Let him prove to everybody that it, that it's. You know, not his job, and he, and he does, is not deserving of the starting role. I don't bring any. I don't bring Kerry Collins in there and think that he's going to save the world. So, no, I'm not talking about save the world. I'm talking about not go, not waste a talented roster. I think well, Kerry I Collins Matt, could save. Well, I don't think. I don't think you're going to get anything more with Kerry Collins out of that roster than you'd get with Matt Liner. I really All right. Don't. So you, you're in favor of Kate Collins. All right. Next name. Uh, I'll put you down. That's a yes for Kerry Collins for Jason. Um, here's a. <laughs> Here's a name that I think is interesting and I think it's ridiculous that he was not in the league uh, this year. Well, he partially was. Jeff Garcia. You bring him in? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Jeff Garcia. Yeah, and you know why I say yes? is because it has become all too common for people to say no. Jeff Garcia has done nothing but succeed. Now, granted, he had some stints uh, here and there on bad teams uh, where he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't your Pro Bowl quarterback. But he's proven time and time. You put him on a decent squad, and it, I mean, it can be whether he's in San Francisco, whether he's in Philadelphia, whether he goes to Tampa Bay and turns them into a playoff contender. Yeah. Uh, you put him on a, you put him on a team with some with some talent. He's going to put up numbers, and he's going to he's going to win ball games for you. Yeah, by far, I would start Jeff Garcia over Matt Leiter. I think that's an interesting one because he's going to come cheap, mainly because he doesn't have a job. So you'll probably get a good deal on him, and he's a good guy that can come in and know he's going to be a backup, and he's kind of there as you know damage control. Here's one I think is interesting, and I don't know the answer to this because I don't know what the Seahawks are thinking in terms of where they see their roster right now. 
Do you think you could pry Hasselbeck loose? Yes, I think you could because because Carroll likes Leinart. I think it might. I mean, you might even have a chap a chance to swap them. I know there's talk about Carroll liking Leinart and trying to bring Leinart to Seattle, and it wouldn't make perfect sense then to get a starting quarterback in Matt Hasselbeck over in Arizona. Do I like that deal? I like it if I'm Arizona. I'm not too happy about it if I'm Seattle because I don't know that I don't know that Leinart's proven enough. Uh, in the system that he's in now, let alone to go ahead and move him over Seattle. Now, granted, he's got a relationship with Carroll, but uh, if, I, if I'm Arizona, I like that deal uh, a lot more than if I'm Seattle. See, I just don't know what to think of Hasselbeck anymore. He seems to have gone really far south. But could that change in a system like Arizona? You better believe it could. I mean, the, the injuries are one thing, and that's uh, he's probably a, you know, a broken-down guy at this point. But... You give him those weapons, he might be able to do something. You and your rag arm could throw a few touchdowns to Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan Bolden. I don't have a rag arm. That's why that's ridiculous. Okay. Okay. I don't have a rag arm. Let's not lie to let's not lie to America. Okay, you are the voice of America. Now you tell it like it is. (laughs) I got a cannon. Don't you don't you forget it? Uh, Okay, another name here. I I thought Hasselbeck was intriguing. I don't see it happen. But you never know because you don't know what the whole new system, whole new regime in place in Seattle. We don't know what they're thinking or, or what they think of their roster. Uh, right. Here's a pair of guys that I'm going to avoid, but they, you could definitely have one or both of them if you wanted. Uh, Derek Anderson or Brady Quinn? Ugh, none of them. I know, I know. It just makes me want to vomit. But the, the, the choices are limited. That's why they made my list. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we were we were talking through the break. Two guys, well, I mean, at least one guy that you'd have to uh, mention that personally I would be intrigued about. I know there's a lot of talk about him possibly going up north to Buffalo, but Michael Vick. I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying he's the answer, but he's still young enough uh, to have an impact, and he still might have enough in the tank to have an impact. He's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, we haven't seen much of him in, uh, in terms of Philadelphia this year, but at least an intriguing prospect. If if there is a short list of quarterbacks, he better be on it because you don't you could catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah, and I don't know he's going to put you over the top, but like you said, he's got the big arm, and that just but will he would he prevent you from going over the top any more than any of the quarterbacks that you listed? No, 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 not necessarily. Right. Again, we're we're, we're talking. For the most part, bottom of the barrel here. I mean, right. Vic could come no in and win reason, some games. I no see him. reason Michael Vic couldn't find himself at least in the middle of that pack, if not in the in the upper seventy five percent of that pack. He could. He very well could. Uh, I see him more of an asset to a team like the Rams, who stink to high heaven. Um, nobody really wants to watch. No, nobody wants to watch them play. They're awful. He can't possibly be worse. You add a guy like Vic, it's not going to cost you a ton uh, in terms of, of uh, trade. You know, you're not going to have to give up two first-rounders. You know, what, maybe a third, fourth, or fifth? Who, who really knows? He fits perfectly with the Rams. The Cardinals, boy, I think if they're making a move for Vic, they really don't like Leonard at all. At all. I mean, I think it's very it, – yeah, it, it's fair to say that. Um, if you're looking at bringing in Vic – for the reason of simply backing up, competing, and seeing what happens, I think that's fair. Um, I don't. I don't think it says they really don't like him at all, uh, as much as they are intrigued by the possibilities. I mean, look, the guy's got to go somewhere. 
I mean, I think we're pretty we're pretty much set on the fact that he's not coming back to Philadelphia. Um, not not for lack of um, one. I mean, personally, I I would enjoy seeing him back in Philadelphia, uh, but just because you, the you would or wouldn't. No, I would. No, personally, I would. For, for what? You're asking me. I would. I would not mind having him back in Philadelphia. As a quality yeah. backup, or is this wildcat nonsense? No, no. Well, not obviously not as a starter. If, if Donovan is here, obviously Donovan's your starter. If Donovan's not here, your starter is Kevin Cobb. Right. Uh, I just, I just have, have always been, and probably will continue to be intrigued by Michael Vick. I think that this season was just as much about getting back in the flow. Everybody wants to say, oh, well, you'll see it by week six, and well, at week eight, where is it, where are his legs? And where... Look, it, this guy, it's going to take some time. And, I mean, he's still got to get acclimated back to the game. And I think we can all agree he has lost a step. Yep. Michael Vick, who's lost a step, okay, so what, is he running a 4-4 now? I'll take that from my quarterback position. You know, so I, I granted, Michael Vick can afford to lose a step, but he's still better than, you know, or more athletic than 90% of the guys at the position. Probably 90% of the NFL. Um, yeah, he's an option, not my favorite. Here's another guy, too, who has played at a high level. He's played in a Super Bowl. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, is done with his current team. Is Jake Stallone. Don't say it. Who, Jake yeah, I knew you were going to say rag arm, but he couldn't even throw a wiffle ball right now. So, to point. Uh, no, <laughs> you know what? no Stallone could still play. I don't know if he can still play with Carolina. I think his time might be done there. Matt Moore is clearly the better quarterback right now. Would you bring the loam in for a tire kicking? No. Me, me personally, no, because I think with with his arm issues, I don't. He never had a strong arm to begin with. Right. To have those arm issues, and you wanted to mention about how Kurt Warner used to loft balls up. I mean, this guy was playing around with with Muhammad, and he had one of the best receivers in the league, and Steve Smith. I mean, they stay. They always had a good running game. Uh, so I think he was more a product of his system and his weapons around him. I was never impressed with Jake DeLome. He never did anything that wowed me or made me think that he was an elite quarterback in the league. Uh, and now, that, unfortunately for him, now that he's suffering through some of the arm injuries that he has, I mean, I just I think he's going to slowly but surely just kind of drop off uh, the face of the earth in terms of the NFL. I could be All right, he's probably like toast. I'll give you that. He's probably toast. Um, I'm trying to make I'm trying to make an argument here. <laughs> he's probably toast. <laughs> <laughs> I could be absolutely wrong here, but I just I just don't see Jake Delone making an impact in the NFL anymore. You know, you know a guy that I'm really intrigued by that I don't think he'd be available because I think he's too valuable as a backup. Uh, this guy has proven, first of all, he's one of the best backups in the league. Do you think the Chargers would part with Volek? Um, wow, would the Chargers part with Billy Volek? You really, um, you really need two quarterbacks. I know uh, Rivers stays very healthy. They don't really need Volek much. Um, you, you, you wouldn't want to get rid of your insurance, though, if something happens to uh, to Rivers. But everybody's got their price, right? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. It depends on what they can get in return. It depends on what kind of draft picks they can get in return. I, I doubt it would be anything involving any players. Um I mean, yeah, of, of course you could You could see if the Cardinals were to offer up the right price, which what would you offer up for Volek, a third rounder, a fourth rounder? Certainly not going to offer up a, a first or second. So Not a first, maybe a second. Maybe a second. 
you're, you're looking at your feet are kind of the fire here. You've got this good veteran roster, and you don't have a quarterback. I don't care what you think of Liner. They don't have a quarterback. Fair. Now, okay, so I'll ask you this. Are you willing to give up a third-rounder for Billy Bullock? Yeah, let's just say a third-rounder for Billy yes. Bullock. Is he that much better than Liner that you'll give up a third-rounder and be that much more confident and comfortable that he will bring you to the next further than Liner will bring you in the playoffs? Yes. I like Bullock better than Liner, yes. Okay. Well, I mean, then, yeah, if, if the Cardinals obviously take your thoughts and your mentality, and I would tend to agree with you, I don't think that the Cardinals would be willing to give up a third-rounder, to be honest with you. Um, for, for Billy Volick, I think the Chargers would jump on that in a heartbeat. Um, but I, I don't think that I don't I don't think that they're going to give up a third rounder. If they were struggling to give up a second rounder um, or to take a second rounder for Anquan Bolden last year, they're not going to give up a third rounder to get Billy Volick. No, nah, there's been you. That's that much we know. And look, we're we're heading to the close. I got one more name for you. Would you find a way to get Jason Campbell? Me, no. Um, for a bevy of reasons, probably the biggest is that this guy has gone through multiple different offenses. He's never been able to get settled and stable into one offense. He, and him going, him now going to Arizona is just another offense. And plus, since he's gone through so many different offenses, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how much this guy checks down. And obviously I'm not a quarterback, and I, and I can't read a defense the way he can or the way quarterbacks can, but every other play is check down, check down, check down, to where his check down becomes his primary read. You put Jason Campbell in that offense, he's never going to get the ball to Fitzgerald and Anquan Bolden because he's not going to go through the progressions quick enough. Reedy <laughs> Wells will, well will have 90 catches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're not even kidding. Tim Hightower is going to be the leading catcher with a buck 20. Yeah, but look, AJ, I want to thank you for coming on. It's always a good time. Uh, we'll get into more of this as we see this stuff unfold in the off season. Uh, I want everybody out there to have a great weekend. Jay, I'll be in touch with you shortly. Uh, this is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Everybody have a great weekend. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon.